0: welcome back everybody it's taco tuesday i'm alex padilla I'm alex regla. yo what's up welcome back everybody this is talk o tuesday i'm alex padilla at alex padilla 86 he's alex regla at alex m regla alex basketball players in uniforms whoa season's almost here what's up buddy
1: hey man how you doing
0: i'm doing good today was the first time we get to see everybody in uniform everybody all dolled up and uh we got to see uh russ in uniform deandre jordan uniform monk literally every laker uh in uniform today because today was media day at the lakers complex did you uh tune in and like sit down and listen to every word intently
1: I, i usually do unfortunately i had to work today uh during media day but um I plan to go back. I saw a lot of clips and photos and stuff of the day, and it seemed like a lot of fun. It seemed like the Lakers' media day was a lot more um, positive than the ones yesterday for other teams.
0: Um, you know what? I actually tweeted that out. Uh, I specifically said the Lakers were having a great—no, a fantastic media day <laughs> until Dwight Howard got on the microphone.
1: <laughs> because There's going to be someone. Was, There's was going to be someone.
0: Because the I would say the Nets, I would say the Wizards, I would say the Warriors, Oof. and the Magic all had very different types of media days. I think the fact that Anthony Davis and LeBron James went f- one and two, and then both confirmed their vaccination status and just moved on. We had a very smooth and let's talk about basketball type media day, where <laughs> if you watched all the other ones, it seemed like... They were just getting peppered with questions about their anti-vaccination status and how it's going to affect them during the season. So yes, uh, compared to other teams, it did it did go much better.
1: Yeah, because media day usually is like it's really fun across the league. Like we get a lot of funny moments. Like we got the remember the Kawhi Leonard laugh in Toronto, and we usually get a lot of these great NBA moments. But yesterday it was just kind of depressing from a lot of different levels, and so it did make me a little nervous like what was going to come out of the Lakers and some of the players mouths today but thankfully for the most part it was like you said it was pretty seamless and it was pretty smooth so hopefully that's a sign of things to come for the year.
0: Yeah, you know, a quiet Lakers season where they just pile up a ton of wins is everything that we want here. Um so let's get to it Alex um there was a Plenty to talk about besides the vaccination, but we will start there. We'll start with uh, LeBron James, who everybody has been curious. I know I reached out to a couple people uh, kind of around the team, and I I was like, yo, what is LeBron's status with that? Because we've heard some different things. That Chris Haynes reported that he was vaccinated last year after that whole tequila thing with incident. And then, But I remember Schroeder saying everybody but me and Braun are vaccinated because then he got COVID. So it's just like I was – and then I heard Dan Lebitard this morning before Media Day say – his sources say he's not vaccinated. So I was a little confused as to what LeBron's status was. And, um, you know, I really wouldn't care if it wasn't for all these arenas that have rules where you can't play there if you're not vaccinated. And LeBron today confirmed – that although he was skeptical at first, he and his family are 100 percent vac- vaccinated, and he said quote, um, "I just want I just want to give ourselves the best chance uh, to be available for your teammates." Um, so there it, you go. It,
1: yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm happy like obviously that they got vaccinated in general, but also that they kind of put this behind them early on, so this was it going to be a lingering issue or talking point all year like uh, you can easily see this being brought up in every game or every media scrum if they didn't kind of get it out of the way now so i'm happy at least uh, from the sounds like most of so 100 percent. a couple people said uh of the lakers were vaccinated so that's a great sign and i think that last point you mentioned just in terms of a basketball um perspective not even just like a human being level that Yeah, you don't want to miss games. And uh, Shams actually just tweeted this out right now that um, the restrictions on non-fully vaccinated players, such as no dining indoors in the same room as another player, six feet of distance in a team meeting, distant locker, remain at a residence or hotel, and prohibited from public venues. So if you have a couple of guys on your team who are not vaccinated, that's obviously going to make things difficult just in terms of preparation and Mm -hmm. getting on the same page so but beyond all the things the lakers have to deal with this year in terms of their you know meshing and getting along and all these new kind of pieces having that that aspect hanging over them was also just gonna be a big issue
0: it's gonna be a big issue if you have anybody on your team that's not vaccinated i mean that's just that simple so when you know if you're listening to this and you think one thing about the vaccine that is that is opposite of what the NBA is trying to do that's fine because you're not in the NBA and you're not under all these these uh mandates and you're not under all their protocols and you are not going to cost your team wins by not playing in San Francisco or New York or anywhere else so i think that's the that i think i'm seeing some fans kind of like you know like who cares about the mandate and i'm just i'm just coming at it from it matters to the basketball team. And that's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a private individual citizen. I'm just talking about a basketball player who does chooses not to be vaccinated. It's going to be a huge deal because I don't see San Francisco, uh, changing their guidelines anytime soon. They've been the most progressive part of this country when it comes to COVID, New York's not we're going to do it. So I think this is a really important thing. And these things like this, like you just said, no dining indoors or, or in the same room as other players, six feet apart, uh, Uh, Prohibited from public venues, I think it's going to be a fascinating storyline to keep tabs on. You know, if the Lakers are 100%, because I know Dwight didn't give his, you know, didn't tell us yes or no, but everybody, every other player said they think the whole team is vaccinated. That is great and a positive for the Lakers. But it's also going to matter like who they're playing, where they're playing. So, their opponents might be shorthanded, which is a significant advantage for the Lakers. So, I think getting to that 100% vaccination rate is very important.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, we saw yesterday, like, or actually, Ken Bazemore, more specifically with the Lakers, like he said, beyond anything else, like he didn't want to miss games this year for a variety of reasons. So, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are going to need everyone. This year, And they're going to need everyone early on so they can build that cohesion and that trust and that chemistry that was so important when they won the championship. So if they want to repeat what they did that year, a lot of it is kind of built in training camp. And if you already have guys missing because of this or causing rifts between each other or something like that, that's just going to be off to a bad start.
0: So let's just get through all the vaccination stuff that happened today on media day, because why not? We're here. We're talking about it. You brought up Kent Bazemore. Um He said he was uh, not originally not going to get the vaccine, but his conversations with Rob Polinka convinced him uh, and he wanted to be a Laker. So he, he was convinced. <laughs> and at this moment, Bazemore is not 100% vaccinated. He said he only has one shot. He's getting a second soon. So there's that story, which is, I find interesting that, as as NBA players, they have all these doctors and all these uh, medical experts at their disposal, and yet it was Rob Palenka that that convinced <laughs> Kent Bazemore to go get the shot. you want a job, go get the shot, basically.
1: That's what it sounded like. I, I, I think the first quote that came out um, almost kind of sounded like it was a prerequisite. Like, if you want to be a Laker, you have to be vaccinated, but I think Kent kind of backtracked that, backtracked that a little bit and said that wasn't like specifically spelled out to him but i'm sure like if everyone else on the team the stars did get vaccinated you have a guy come in who isn't like you can be replaced you know like beyond the just again the personal matter like you have to not miss games or not be in a situation you're where you're kind of in jeopardy of doing that so yeah it's just funny that it was rob who Mm -hmm. kind of was the the guiding voice here for to finally get kit bazemar to do it but yeah uh it's just a good thing all around if you want to
0: read all the breakdowns of of everything that happened today follow harrison fagan and jacob rude they were following along uh you can go to silverscreenroll.com to read all their breakdowns or just go to their twitters uh this is from harrison's uh tweet earlier basemore says that the organization did an amazing job of hearing me out and why i didn't want to do it and said that palinka laid out the facts and let him make his choice uh, Bazemore says getting vaccinated was not a condition of him signing, but he didn't want to miss time this season. I, and listen, I mean, we publicly it might be a different story than what actually happened privately. And I'll, and the reason I say that is because of this, the report that came out about Jeannie bus and Jared Dudley saying that, that she put a stipulation on the front office saying they could only sign players who can play like, Mm. and i'm so, so yeah i'm thinking like if genie bus is telling you you can't sign jared dudley because he's not gonna play then why would she give the green light on giving unvaccinated free agent signings like this wasn't a guy that was here already that she wanted shipped out this is a guy that they were gonna bring in as a free agent so i feel like i'm just gonna put two and two together here and yeah. say that i think it probably was a condition if you want to be a laker this year you got to be vaccinated
1: yeah that's a good point i I didn't i didn't kind of tie those things together but you're right like if a guy like dudley who is beloved in the locker room kind of by fans and stuff like that was let go because just from the on-court perspective he wasn't playing then yeah this kind of makes sense that you're not going to sign a guy on 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 the roster who's not going to play for external reasons like not being vaccinated so yeah that makes sense and I, i just overall, like the general tone of everything in terms of them kind of getting this out of the way. Like, I'm not sure, if I think Carmelo was said to like, that was the first thing he said in his media day thing was like, oh, I'm 100% vaccinated before mm-hmm. he was even asked. So I'm sure that was like a talking point that the guys, especially after seeing everything that happened yesterday, that disaster of a media day for <laughs> everyone else that they like, let's just put this on the table, let's get it out of the way so we can have some fun. So
0: yeah, I, yeah. You know, if you're a, if you are a player that that chose to get willingly chose to get vaccinated, like we saw the video of um, Montrez last year, shirtless, super stoked to get the shot, right? Like <laughs> he willingly went to go get it. Then, yeah, if I'm that guy, I'll be like, yep, vaxxed, all good. Move on. Like, let's not even go there. Do not put me on SportsCenter for anything right now, because I think yesterday the only like positive in I mean, the way it was portrayed, I guess, is the only positive positive clip that I saw from anybody speaking about vaccinations was Damian Lillard and Carl Anthony Towns. Everybody else was just like, if you were if you were on the news yesterday as an NBA player talking about COVID, you didn't come off looking so great yesterday.
1: Did, did you see Robin Lopez's yes. uh Okay, yeah, <laughs> I think so he, he, he was well he did well also.
0: Yeah, if you missed it, uh Alex, is you referring to the one about his brother winning the championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh Robin Lopez saying that um, he's not convinced that the bucks won the nba championship because he wasn't there to physically see it uh so he's gonna have to do his own research to determine (laughs) whether or not that actually happened
1: perfect so see that's what media day is supposed to be It is a lot of robin lopez type answers and stuff like that but yeah it was just unfortunately it was not that yesterday but the lakers surprisingly were the like breath of fresh air right, except, like, uh, among the teams.
0: until dwight how and then once we talk about dwight we sure. can move on to basketball basketball because they, they there was talk about that um but until dwight got the mic literally there was no issue about any vaccine talk whatsoever but dwight gave a long-winded answer saying nothing he says uh quote i've got a lot of opinions on that but i'm going to keep that private hipaa law which then bill Orham <laughs> replied uh that's not what HIPAA is but okay and they awkwardly each laughed, and then just moved on. It was like <laughs> I don't know. Dwight previously said he's not going to get it right, or I think he he said he's
1: he's there, there's some yeah like I don't know I don't know what so Dwight if, I think last it, when they won the championship there was something about that going around I, I wasn't sure exactly what it was I
0: don't know when the rules start that Shams just tweeted about, um, but Dwight was on Instagram earlier after doing that. He was in the locker room, in the weight room, around other players, maskless. So I don't know if those rules have kicked in yet. But I don't know. Dwight's a character. He's always been a character. He's always been a weird dude. We all know this. So I don't know if he's vaxxed or not, but I I assume that when they play are they pl- when they play in San Francisco on October eighth and Dwight's not there, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right? I mean that's kind I, of, I'm a, be...
1: I you know what's weird? Well, I don't even know because and I haven't read the actual guidelines yet of everything, what they're restricted to or not restricted to. But so if he's not unvaccinated, he can't play.
0: Uh, I, he's not allowed in indoor venues.
1: That's what I'm saying. Right. Cause they didn't spell out like, okay, unable to play, but okay, you're right. So if it's indoor, obviously.
0: And I did read something about like how some, maybe visiting players wouldn't be subject to that law, but I don't see how that makes any sort of sense. Um, well, I think hopefully that,
1: it goes back to what you are saying about Genie and them signing guys that they would assume right. that they would be vaccinated so they could play. So hopefully that's the case. And a few people on the Lakers said we're 100% right. vaccinated or going to be. So They all
0: think that we had... I, I think Anthony Davis said like, I'm pretty sure we're all vaccinated or... Yeah, and it's... Everyone kind of was going with that. Frank Vogel said that as well. So hopefully that Dwight was just being Dwight and I don't really know what why he wouldn't say or wouldn't say, but... Um that was really my only question mark I think of any, of everybody on the roster. He's the one that really didn't say yes. I'm good to go. So, interesting there. Um Alex, before we get to the real basketball basketball stuff that we'll talk about referring to Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Um new player on the Lakers uh just signed. Did you know that Austin Reeves is this true or are we his nickname is Hillbilly Kobe? <laughs>
1: I, I'm assuming so. That's that's the word going around. I I guess he is. Yeah, it's his nickname.
0: You gotta see Tht's reaction when they. I saw that. Saw that it. was great. It was a very awkward laugh from Tht. <laughs> like, I don't really got anything to say there. But yeah, um, the Lakers who recently signed Austin Reeves to a guaranteed contract, right? Two years, veteran minimum for yeah. two years. So he's the final roster spot.
1: I I believe they have. Was it? I believe they have one more. Okay. Or oh, no, no, no. I Actually, I'm not sure. I have to double-check that. But um, I believe there's still like a two-way contract out there that's available for sure because they, he was initially a two-way guy that they promoted to the full roster. So I'm not exactly sure if there's more than one. But uh, what, what do you think about signing him to that, that deal?
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to – I don't know anything about him. How about that? <laughs> I really, I like, I, I started researching about him, but I've never seen him play. And if the Lakers decide to give him a, a minimum, then, then go for it. I, I, I really don't know. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. Do you? Have you seen him play? I mean,
1: yeah, it's summer league. I, 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 was impressed by a few things he did, and you know, a lot of really smart draft people are really high on him in terms of the Lakers getting him as non-drafted guy. Like a lot of people um, projected. him. Easily to go in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those types of deals I don't think really hurts the Lakers. Like, I, I believe the second year of that deal is fully non guaranteed. So, they could just cut him out right mm-hmm. next year if, if it doesn't work out and not have to pay him or save on the tax or whatever right. goes behind their motivations for this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it adds some youth to the roster. It's always good. And supposedly, the report in the athletic was that he's impressed in that LeBron camp And if a young guy impresses there, I, I can see why the Lakers would be excited.
0: That's all that matters on this team. Did, yeah. Did you impress LeBron? Let's go, ball, boy. Let's go, Austin Reeves, six foot five, two hundred six pounds, out of Oklahoma, twenty three years old. So, what? Third, second, third youngest player on the team.
1: I. I it's the way. How old is he?
0: Twenty
1: three. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, THT is still younger than him, but yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, hillbilly Kobe. What a what a name! <laughs> what a name! Uh, that is fantastic. All right, let's get to the basketball basketball stuff, Alex. Oh, by the way, speaking of ThT, uh, you wrote an article uh, t- today, right? Or uh, about on Silver Screen Roll about ThT. I know that might have flown under the radar for some people because of Media Day, but you wrote, "Can Taylon Horton Tucker raise his game amidst high expectations?" Talk to us about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I still think ThT. Um, like I just joked there that he's even younger than Austin Reeves. People forget how young he still is. He's only twenty. Um, he's only a few months older than I think, like four or five of the lottery picks that were taken this draft. And at the same time, he's also going to be the fourth pay- fourth highest paid Laker this year on a team full of potential, you know, Hall of Famers and veterans. And you have this young guy who is going to be expected to kind of play to that standard to play like he is the fourth highest paid laker and that's a lot to put on a young guy but at the same time that comes with having success early on in his career like he's done really well so far in in less than 70 career games so i just wrote about what the lakers kind of need from him this year some areas that he needs to kind of get better at and just areas he can just keep doing what he's doing well already so He's just a guy overall. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does this season.
0: Uh, you could read that at SilverScreenRoll.com, but you could also follow follow Alex on Twitter at Alex M Regla, uh, to catch all his work. Uh, so I uh, tell you guys, go check that out. Um, today, back to media day. Uh, LeBron James. I made the joke that that's all that matters. You know, if if you're if you've impressed LeBron James, that's all that matters. And today he had a quote saying, "It was exciting helping put this team together this summer." Uh, yeah, we know this is the. I've said this before on this podcast. This is the most LeBron James, uh, team of all time. Like you, his fingerprints are all over this. And another question that we had, Alex, uh, because of the signings of DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard coming back to the team and Marc Gasol no longer being here, was where is Anthony Davis going to play? And I asked the question a couple weeks ago: Would you rather have him at the four? Would you rather have him at the five? And today, kind of surprisingly. Uh, Davis says that he expects to play center and that he's comfortable with that and that he's ready to go. He says this summer he was building his body back up where he's comfortable and healthy again. He says his body feels great and that he expects to play center. Thoughts on that?
1: I'm still surprised. Uh, like Again, it's almost like a, I'll believe it when I see it type thing with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of reports like the athletic, that big piece on the on Westbrook that came out a few days ago, Um, they kind of sourced a projected starting lineup. And in that starting lineup, AD was starting at center. And I think, um, again, uh, with Anthony Davis almost kind of confirming that today and Frank Vogel even saying that, yeah, we should see him playing basically center or at least as much center as he did that first year when they won the championship. So I I still think it's going to be like a situational thing. He might start at center and then one of those things where like, like three or four minutes in, another center comes in, he moves to the floor or something like that. I just hope that he plays more center overall and in the minutes where, like, in crunch time, I think that's way more important than just starting at center. I think it's him playing more minutes there than he did last year.
0: Let me ask you, because I don't know, if, if Anthony Davis starts at center, what's your starting lineup look like?
1: Well, uh, so the Athletic kind of said that per sources, the starting lineup is going to be, at least this is, again, just um, what they're hearing, I mm-hmm. guess. It's going to be um, Westbrook, Ellington, Ariza, LeBron, AD is the projected mm-hmm. starting lineup per their sources.
0: What do you think about that? What do you, what do you think about that starting <laughs> lineup, first of all? I, I didn't expect Ariza to be in that mentioned in uh, that.
1: Me neither. And I didn't. I, Ellington even is a little bit surprising to me.
0: So what would you, because obviously it would be Russ, Braun, and, and AD. And I, AD, I would, and then you can kind of just build around there. I was assuming there would be a, a Dwight or a, that's, D, or a DJ that, that's, in there. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought so as well. So now and it then kind
0: I, of really just throws me off It's like, okay, who is going to start now?
1: <laughs> I I mean, it sounds about right. Oh, also in that report, they did say THT would be um, amongst the guys kind of fighting for that last starting spot also. I think I think that shooting guard spot is the one where I can see it going between Ellington, Monk, THT. Um, I think that's just going to be the long jam there where whoever has the best training camp is going to win out that spot. But yeah, I mean, I was in there because he
0: could be like a wing defender for him.
1: I I think that's what they're thinking. And I think just gives them a a little more size. I, I think his length is really underrated still. So if LeBron's slotting down to the four, you have AD at the five, you probably want a little more size also on the wing. And uh, you're going to kind of have to hope Ellington can hold his own on defense because we know he can shoot, which Mm -hmm. is really needed in that starting lineup. But he's kind of struggled on defense in his career. Um, In
0: 2018 and 19, Rondo started 29 games. (laughs) There's no reason he starts, right? We all know Frank Vogel's no love and and appreciation <laughs> for old Rondo in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I I have, I have no I idea what Rondo's role is gonna be.
0: I don't see how that fits in the starting lineup, but I just I'm like, hold on a second here. I know he didn't start very many games in the championship season. Um, he only started three, but I don't know Frank Vogel. I'm not putting it past him playing a lot of Rondo especially early on as the team kind of figures out what they're going to be, what they're going to look like, what rotations they are going to go with. Like, like if, if I'm thinking right now, who's your, maybe, and please correct me if I'm wrong here. Like who's your, who's your second, like sturdy ball handler. Would it be Rondo right now?
1: Probably none. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's, he's definitely paid like it. Yeah. Like he's the fifth highest. So he, I would expect him to play a lot okay. there.
0: Okay. Just curious because you know, I, I just throw things out there. Because when it comes to Vogel and Rondo, there's something there. So
1: you know what? Like, it was kinda cool to see Rondo back. Like in the media day, like seeing his quotes and him back in a Laker uniform. Like he's a guy who's really polarizing and I've kind of had my feelings with him like over the course of his Lakers tenure. But he does have this kind of like calming effect. Just mm-hmm. him being out there in that media day does feel very like oh, okay, like things are probably gonna be at least in the locker room going the right direction like mm-hmm. i don't worry about that anymore than i did like last year with dennis and trez and kind of different combinations in the locker room where i'm like uh, i can see where i don't know some guys are going to get a little upset by not playing or playing and um, there's no meme, i think it was no a meme team yeah and i think it was a uh who said like since everyone like one of the benefits of being an older team like Besides all everybody making fun of you, all that stuff like everybody can kind of like correct each other, and it's not no one's gonna really take it personally because these are guys who are one closer to the age you actually are, and who've also accomplished so much in the league already. Like if a guy like Rondo takes, I don't know, Kendrick Nunn aside, and he and even though Rondo's not playing, like Kendrick Nunn's gonna listen to him, you know, mm-hmm. or like well, if a Well, that's Ariza what those said, guys were yeah. saying.
0: Um, you know, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn uh Bazemore they were all talking about that about being sponges and about just not Mm -hmm. caring how much they played not caring where they played not caring when they played they just want to learn they've wanted to be Lakers like Kendrick Nunn's like just said I've been wanting to be a Lakers since I worked out for him before the draft in 2018 you know these guys have have sacrificed money to be here and to I would not expect them to come in here with some sort of ego and expectations I think Every guy, like those those guys specifically, took less to come here for that reason.
1: Yeah, and even like up on top, like the stars. Like I, I think my favorite quote of the day was from from Westbrook, where he says, "Like my job is to make sure LeBron and AD are competing at the highest level. Like who else can really come in and start demanding that from other guys? But yeah. Westbrook can. So that that's huge. If you have a guy who can push LeBron and AD of all people to." really I like it was, give a crap
0: i thought it was interesting because last week we talked about how we expect i think we agreed that russell we expect russell westbrook to kind of like take the reins of this team and and push them forward like you said in that quote mm-hmm. but i did see some quotes about anthony davis saying like braun and russ are saying this is my team and i'm hearing that like i like i need to push this team i need to i need to elevate this team and carry it and i thought that was surprising but when you think about it I think he's entering his 10th season and he's 28 years old the prime of his career that's probably accurate right like it should be AD's yeah. team
1: yeah i i think that that was the case last year even going into that first year he came here i think lebron was kind of at least hinting or at least kind of saying it out loud that yeah like ad really needs to kind of take the reins here and especially on the defensive end like i think ad needs to have a monster year on defense like if he's not defensive player of the year he needs to kind of be in the running like i think there he's gonna have his biggest impact but just like you said i think on a night-to-night basis he just needs to have a better kind of approach in terms of the energy level he gives and stuff like that because i think last season there were way too many games where ad was just kind of floating out there Mm -hmm. and hopefully having a guy like westbrook kind of makes those games happen a lot less like fewer and but i think also that comes within like i think ad needs to kind of take that that challenge of being the leader of the yeah. team
0: and that challenge that we've talked about uh, a long time ago about, are you happy that you just won one title or do you want to go down and be like a great, one of the great players of the NBA, which he's very physically capable of, of being. How about this quote from LeBron uh, quote? It's not about proving people wrong. It's about proving himself, right? I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to a very angry Anthony Davis.
1: Oh, that's great. I didn't, I, I didn't see that quote. I love that.
0: Yeah, that was he actually said that on Spectrum. He didn't say that during me uh, during the press conference. Um, so yeah, man, I think that's very interesting that you bring up the Russ Westbrook quote. I uh, the Anthony Davis kind of saying that. Um, I think the expectations now, and you could see it after the players. You know, a lot of them made jokes about the age of the team coming in, but all of them addressed like, "Yo, this we're healthy. We had a long off season, and we're rearing to go." Which is very different than what we had last season, where I think they were off for what six weeks total. Like they had,
1: it felt like it. They had <laughs> it such, felt like they less. Had,
0: yeah, they they had such a long off season that LeBron even started a mini camp in Vegas for everybody to go play together. I don't know if you saw those like grainy videos of yeah. someone under the bleachers.
1: And also, like I I, I think we mentioned this before, um, but like having guys on the roster who haven't won yet to kind of add that extra motive like a guy like westbrook Kyrie is motivated just as westbrook but that extra motivation of like this might be my last chance to win a championship say with carmelo mm-hmm. like to have multiple veterans and young guys who haven't won before that's really important on a team who's who has some guys who've already done it
0: all right i'm gonna read you some stuff here alex we're gonna play a little game real quick i didn't even preview this for you okay we're gonna play a little game okay i'm gonna read things and then uh i'll ask you a question after okay okay I enjoyed watching Lakers Media Day. I love what I heard from every single Laker. They all have to sacrifice, play for one another, and defense is the key to win championships. LeBron James is in excellent physical condition. He's focused, he's driven. His only goal of the season is to win his fifth NBA championship and the Lakers' 18th championship. Everybody in the NBA should be worried because LeBron is on a mission. Anthony Davis looks bigger and stronger to me. He said he put in a lot of work at the gym, which is great news for Lakers around the world. AD is the key to the Lakers winning the NBA championship this Season and he will be healthy. I love Russell Westbrook's mindset and (laughs) attitude. His focus is to make the game easier for LeBron eighty. Plus, he can pick his spots when he needs to take over the game offensively. Um, The Lakers, best team, has Anthony Davis at the five spot and LeBron James at the four. The Lake. This Lakers team has a basketball IQ off the charts. No question, they are the smartest team in the NBA. Who did I just read?
1: it's between two people. And I think, I, I think I, I forgot what part in that first point, but I think it's probably magic. Is it magic? It's magic. Okay. <laughs> no one, no one else tweets like magic or whoever tweets for him. No right. one else sounds like that person. I actually so.
0: cut out a lot of that first. Uh, <laughs> one. I said, uh, cause he said he enjoyed watching me today. And then he's like on Sportsnet with Chris McGee, Allie Clifton, oh, Showtime yeah. the it away. I would have totally <laughs> given it away. Uh, but yes, LeBron, uh, excuse me, magic Johnson, uh, is now rambling off tweets about today's media day, which I find always fascinating. And he also said, Coach Frank Vogel did an excellent job hiring Coach David Fisdale. (laughs) He won a championship with LeBron in Miami as a coach, and he excels on both ends of the court. So, Magic, high on the Lakers.
1: There you go. What else do you need?
0: Uh, I need basketball to start, which starts on Sunday. It's hard Ah. to believe. I just said it. It starts on Sunday.
1: I'm excited. I, 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 this, I mean, I, there's this like five second video where it shows LeBron, AD, Rondo, Westbrook, Carmel, Dwight kind of just side by side. And it's, that's a crazy group. Yeah. I know they're not the players they, they once were in their primes, but to, to kind of see this kind of roster, how it's going to look on the court, I'm, I'm really excited to see it.
0: Um, you have the lakers hosting the nets at Staples center on sunday at 12:30 p.m. Uh, i'm not sure if kyrie's allowed in at the uh arena i don't know
1: i don't i don't even i don't, is there a, I don't think so is there a
0: vaccination mandate in, in la I,
1: isn't he hurt also like i don't i don't honestly kyrie i've kind of just given up really like figuring out but i think he also might be hurt for all i know okay. so i don't know i don't expect him to play though
0: got it well that's what happens on sunday i can't believe it the lakers get to practice wednesday thursday friday saturday whatever their schedule is and then boom preseason is here what's
1: what do you think the starting lineup's gonna be because we have predict- Oh, we can predict now
0: yeah we can predict uh let's see how many games can we predict by next tuesday uh just one just one just the nets game because then they play the at Phoenix on the 6th. Um, so what do you think the starting we, lineup we would be? a post-game show that day? What day is that? October. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no That's no. a Wednesday. That's a yeah. Wednesday. We'll be a preview game. Uh, <laughs> uh, starting lineup is going to... I mean, they're all healthy. That's one mm-hmm. positive about the Lakers. Every single one of them are healthy. So I would probably go with something like... Let's just... Let's AD... Braun... Ellington THT and Russ why not
1: I like it yeah I'll say it's gonna be that athletic lineup that uh with Ariza
0: not one single person in the middle just everybody around the the arc and just just a lot of movement a lot
1: do you you expect it's so weird because the Lakers are an older team like usually the older players get to sit out but like that's the entire roster like, do you expect a lot of the veterans to play a lot in the, the preseason? You know,
0: I always expect them to not play, and then they LeBron seems but to always play. But who else will play. play
1: then if they're not playing?
0: Yeah, I mean... THT, they,
1: Reeves... True.
0: Well, they have 15 guys that can play, right? I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's Jeannie's demand, and she got it. And the two-way guys, the G League guys, like... I, I think they'll... They'll find I mean, a way I to can, get some rest up there. I genuinely think they'll probably play, like, the first... Half of the first quarter and the first half of the third quarter, or something like that. And just like he always do, I think they play more often than you think, you know?
1: And I, I, if, I mean, I might be remembering this wrong, but was it that first year when AD came in? Like, I remember preseason, they at least kind of took it a little more seriously. Like, their defense kind of early on, like, they showed that effort. So I, I wonder how serious this team kind of takes it. Not that it really matters in right. the grand scheme of things, but it did kind of foreshadow like the tone they set like for the rest of the year so i do i'm just curious to see a few different things like that's one of them is how serious like they take these games
0: i think westbrook's gonna dunk on some fools
1: westbrook's gonna take this like <laughs> it's the finals i bet
0: yeah he gets to play kd if kd plays
1: oh that's right yeah.
0: do they really have six preseason games brooklyn i guess phoenix, so Bro- I know. i'm looking at the schedule brooklyn phoenix golden state phoenix golden state sacramento and then the first game of the season is October 19th. Wow. I like said, I'm excited,
1: man. Like two like week's away from
0: the start of the regular
1: season. By that's way. wild. So nice. yeah, we'll see. I, I'm I'm curious to see the lineups Frank goes with. Because he has a lot, like we were saying earlier, he has a lot of different options. And I, I'm i sure he doesn't have any lineup set in stone. Yeah. Like he could have a bench of Carmelo... Dwight or DeAndre, THT, Monk, uh Ariza, if he doesn't star, one of LeBron or A D out there also in second quarter. So he has a lot of different options.
0: And we'll see what happens. Congratulations to me and you, Alex. We made another we made it through another offseason. We did
1: it. We did it.
0: We did it. And no wrestling comparisons
1: again, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. That would have been fun. I was ready though. I was ready. I
0: was gonna come at you with other nineties references. I was gonna, I was gonna blow your mind.
1: Uh, let's do one. Let, let's do, let's do Westbrook. Who would Westbrook be? Oh, okay. I'll put you on the spot. Put, totally put me on the or, spot. Or pick, or pick any guy. I, either Westbrook, Westbrook is yeah. the ultimate warrior. Oh, that's actually perfect. It's <laughs>
0: crazy, nonstop energy, super athletic, in your face, always intense, always crazy. He comes in with a face full of makeup, he leaves freaking bare because he's sweating out. Russell Westbrook is.
1: That's perfect. Yeah, let's leave it there.
0: All right. Alex, we will talk to everybody next week. Uh, Follow you on Twitter at AlexMRegla. Follow me on Twitter at AlexPadilla86 on Twitter. Follow this show on Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere there's a podcast. We're there, silverscreenandroll.com. Check it out. Alex, on Tuesday, we'll talk about what we saw in basketball. How about that?
1: Nice. I'm excited. All right, we'll talk to you then.